Go to John chapter 3. I titled this message for the love of God. Before we go, if you would just grab this here. Uh, This is a connection card. And like I said before, if your life's perfect, you won't need to put anything on the back. That's where we put prayers. But if you're somebody that needs prayers, maybe you don't need it now. Maybe after the service, you'll fill it out. Uh, Make sure you turn it in. Give it to one of the girls in the office or put it in the offering basket, whatever. And in front, put your name on there. We can help uh, move you along in your walk with the Lord. Uh, It's super cool. And if you fill this out, you will get a phone call on Monday that we have received it and we are praying over it. 316 in Genesis, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Um, So I chose this and, and I chose the title because God did what he did because he loves us. Just, just, just accept that. And if you're, if you're hard to love, uh, like some, some are, just accept that God is trying to give you a gift. And I was going to save this for the end, but, but I can't. Um, so I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this gift, and we'll just use this as a word picture. God's trying to give you a gift with his son, Jesus. If you don't take the gift that he's trying to give you, it's no longer a gift. It's just a history lesson. So God's trying to do something supernatural in your life today. You need to reach out your hands, reach out your hearts, and accept it, and accept it in faith. Amen? Let's go to verse 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be, uh, might be saved. Um, so God's not mad at you. God's not upset with you. And he's not trying to send you to hell. He don't send you to hell. You send yourself because you haven't accepted the gift. You, you guys go ahead and applaud anyways. We're not in the library. Last verse is 18. He who believes on him is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Let's pray today. So, Father God, we are here. We are celebrating the birth of the risen Savior. His name is Jesus uh, come and born as a baby, fully man, fully God, uh, died a, a, a death for us. Uh, and we accept the free gift of salvation, uh, Lord God, and we want to come into his kingdom, uh, Lord God, on that day of reckoning. And we pray today for the offering, for everybody's Christmas, and for their Christmas miracle. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people said amen. All right, so let the offering baskets come by and let God be glorified. So let's applaud him today for all he's done. You might want to tell your neighbor to wake up a little bit because he's pretty dang quiet. Did your mom ever pinch you when you were in church? Me and my brother couldn't be quiet. We was a, does anybody like when, not, 
when you was young, did you crawl under the pew? I could crawl. I was like a, I was like a tunnel rat. I could crawl about two pews back, Mrs. Chittenden, and get back before my mom knew I was gone. Amen? And your mom would say, get off the floor. Uh, rise with me and we'll pray over the message. We're going to need some prayer on this one. If you're standing next to somebody, sitting next to somebody, just put your shoulder on them. They need a, they need a Christmas prayer. Lord, we just ask for the Holy Spirit, release of the Holy Spirit uh, to fill us, uh, to fill the sanctuary, bring your word alive. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated again. Hallelujah. Luke one twenty six. in the six months... The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man named Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Hail, you that are highly favored, the Lord is with you, uh, are among women. Now let me tell you something about the wonderfulness of Mary. Mary was chosen by God to carry the Christ child. She was highly favored among the women. And if you want favor among everybody that you run around with, make sure that you're pleasing God. And, and she had the faith. She had the, uh, she had the servant's heart. We'll find out here in the gospel. She was ready to go, you know what, basically... Here, here's my life. Do what you want with it. I'm ready to serve you. And you can say ouch or whatever. Because you'd like to serve God with all your heart and all your might. But say it with me, class. It's a little scary. It's going to take me out of my comfort zone. It's going to take me out of my job. It's going to take me out of the cool club. Amen. Some of us just don't want to be out of the cool club. Uh, I told Bob, I was talking to Bob before service. I said, now, after you've been a Christian for a while, the society uh, views you as a square. Kids don't know what a square is. It was the worst thing in the world to be a square. Square meant you was uh, not cool. Remember when they said L7sville? Am I at the right church? What the heck? If you're a square, it's okay. I may not be cool, but I'm saved. Thank you. Amen. Uh, I just thought it was kind of cool to, to have faith like Mary. You know, and, and why did God, you know, you think about it, and all the wonderful people that God used in time, whether it was Moses or Paul or Mary, whatever, they had something special about them. And I believe, I believe this, Jeannie, that when God looked down, like he's looking down now, he said, I want a willing heart and a willing vessel and his heart to beat like mine so I can work through him so I can expand my kingdom. I was talking to somebody last night. A lot of times people think that Christians are trying to build empires. 
We're trying to build God's kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't need an empire, Jack. You got a lot of stuff, though. Bob, got a lot of stuff. Who, watch this. Did, did you still do this to whoop de doo Do it with me anyways, just to make me feel better. whoop de doo Steve. Big deal. And how about this one? I told my wife this. She was looking at me. She's just enamored by my beauty, I think. But I told her, I said, take a picture. It lasts longer. Oh, I'm pulling them all out today. Do kids still use these sayings or what? Man, we got, at least applaud your neighbor because we got the cool stuff, right? Take a picture. It lasts longer. That was the worst if somebody said that to you. That was almost like being damned to hell. Uh, where was you guys at? So to the virgin, so, um, go down to verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail you that are highly favored, the Lord is with you. That's a good thing. Blessed are you among women. That means he chose you out of this group of women, or or he chose little Richard out of the group of the guys to do something very special. Each one has a calling on the line, and he's chose you out of the group that you're in because there's something, Elizabeth, there's at least a fluttering of your heart that beats like God. And that's all God needs, or maybe just a mustard seed so he can work. He needs, to, he needs something. He needs somebody to move an eyelash. Amen. Amen. It's true. Verse 29, and when he saw uh, she was troubled at the saying, it cast in her mind what salutation this might be. Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So we know all the time when God wants us to do something, sometimes it's kind of scary. Amen. And it's always scary like when God wants you to, work with like little human beings. I mean, you say that at church, you're like, oh no, I'm not called to do that. Say that with me, oh no, I'm not working at children's ministry. They can't do that. Can't do that. I can run a whole corporation, but I can't run them. I can run my own business, but I can't take care of little kids. They're intimidating. Amen. Get over your fears, what I'm trying to say. And you, so, sooner or later, you're going to have to sling a leg over it and ride it, this fear. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. Say that with me, Jesus. Jesus. And I'll, I'm going to put this in the story just so, because I'll be using it as it goes. So each year I invite my, my, uh, my aunt and my uncle to come down from Palmyra. And they come down, and they were, uh, my Aunt Marie was at the play. My Uncle Buddy, you know, passed away. And they were mentors of mine. And my Aunt Marie has been a Sunday school superintendent for 55 years. So for two days when she comes down, all we talk about is Jesus. It's, it's just wonderful, man. And if you don't have a friend like that or a study partner, you need to get somebody that is tuned into the frequency of God. She's 85, and she don't talk ill about anybody. All she does is preach the gospel of Jesus. 
Love being, I love being around it. So here's the point. So back when my uncle was alive and he was kind of mentoring me along and he said, you know, I'd be, uh, I said, Uncle Bud, I said, I don't really know how to pray or what to pray. After a while, you know, you get in a, like, a, like a log jam and he said, when you don't know what to pray, just say Jesus. Say, it's good, it's good advice. And you don't have to understand anything. All you got to do is say his name because watch this class, there's power in the name of Jesus. Power, I come in the name of, I say, I come in the name of Jesus. It makes the devils flee. It makes the demons shudder. In the name of Jesus, all I got to do is go around and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over and over. And I get encouraged in everyone around me. The world hates it, but I still do it anyways. Verse 32, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob for how long? Forever. Forever's a long time. Make sure that you're saved today. Forever's a long time. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Anytime you see in the Bible, K-N-O-W, that is an intimate word for knowing somebody. So she says, I've never been intimate with a man. And the angel said unto her, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. So let's dim the lights just for a second or maybe even shut them off and just the pulpit light on for just a second. The angel said, so anytime in the Bible something supernatural, very powerful is going to happen, the, the power of the Holy Spirit comes, watch this, comes on these people. Whether it's New Testament or Old Testament, and it was only available in the Old Testament for certain reasons. And when the Holy Ghost comes on you and overshadows you or baptizes you or however you say it, you'll do supernatural things that you never thought you could do. Just like Mary, just like Paul, just like Moses, just like King David, if you will be still and know that he is God. And fear not. That's what Christmas is all about. So we're believing for a Christmas miracle. House lights back up, please. So I don't know how educated she was or how educated you actually got to be to, uh, to receive Jesus, but I'm not really educated almost at all. And I'm able to receive Jesus just because I know that I'm a sinner and I know that I need a Savior. That's all you got to know is that you're a sinner. If, you're, if you know that you're a sinner, you know you got to deal with it somehow. And the only way the Bible says you can deal with it is accepting the free gift of salvation only Jesus gives. Amen. So that's kind of that's the lane that Mary's in right now. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful thing. And, a, and after this is over, we got a two-minute testimony from, from Mike Berger. You're going to love it. And it's actually, it's, it's very similar to what I'm preaching today. And it talks about salvation. So, so be ready for that. So the, most, uh, the power of the Most High was going to overshadow her. And therefore also the holy thing shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Now, that's pretty powerful, the Son of God here. Verse 36, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth, so she, he's, he's trying to relate to her, your cousin Elizabeth, who also conceived a son in her old, in her old age in a sixth month with her, who was called barren. Say this with me, ladies. Oh, girl, you're never going to have a child. Who said you weren't going to have a child? Who, who said you're not going to have a child? That's God's decision. That's God's decision. It, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't your friend. It ain't your friend and, and all this and that. I can't tell you how many times me and my wife have prayed for people 
to have babies, whether they adopt them or whether they have them naturally or whatever. Next thing you know, they're like, man, hey, quit praying. We got kids everywhere now. <laughs> they go, man, they're everywhere. Somebody needs to shout a little bit if you got a child. So here's the first thing I ever put on my refrigerator. Luke 137. Let's read it together. For with Big Steve, if you start reading this, you'll start believing it. You'll receive it, get it down in your heart, and you'll start walking in it. Amen? Amen. Ask me to tell you a story, and I will. I'm going to. You're dragging it out of me. So I, I, told, I said, wouldn't it? Let's bring the house lights down for just a second again, because I'm going to get and I'm going to mow your lawn here. Um. I told the church last night, senior, I may have to start praying new prayers because God's answered all my prayers so far. Yeah. Well, somebody, you ought to applaud to that. You go, man, I can't. So th- this is a good thing because all my kids were in church last night, my dad and everybody, they're out there and we're all shouting Jesus. I go, man, God's answering my prayers. And then, and then I get my kids, I get my wife on board, and my, and my dad started to believe in, and my kids started to believe in. And then my son, my son called me on the phone on the Monday, right after the service. I don't know, it was last week, I think. And his friend was waiting for a lung transplant. And he said, and, and I'm not going to tell you what his name is, but anyways, he said, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you the same thing my dad preached to me on Saturday night about hope. Somebody needs to say that right now. Hope rests on the foundation of faith. And we started praying for this guy, and the preparation for the surgery was just like, it's like a day just when they get you in there. to. Pre- Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not, I'm not talking about having a fingernail removed or anything like that. They, they're prepping you for a day while you're in there to, to do double lung surgery. And he said, and, and he said the, the hope of God started to fill this young man. And then like 12 or 24 hours later, he comes out fully recovered in the hope of God with two new lungs. Kelly, nothing's impossible with God. See, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on believing, and the scoffers are going to continue to scoff. Haters are going to hate, and ducks are going to quack, but I'm going to move on. Who am I talking to today? It don't matter what anybody says. I'm going to keep believing. Is anybody getting encouraged besides myself? I'll tell you what, this message is so good. If you're born again, you could get saved again. Turn up the house lights, please. <laughs> Verse, uh, go, uh, so it talked about her cousin, and, you know, she's barren, and, and it, nothing's impossible with God. Verse 38, and Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. That means I'm a servant of the Lord, and it's capitalizing King James. H, handmaid. That means that's her title. She's a, she's a servant of the Lord. Be it, say this with me, be it 
unto me according to your word. That means, Pam, whatever it is, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. Christmas play or whatever it is, I'm in. If it has to do with growing God's kingdom and, and glorifying the Lord, I'm in. I don't need to know all the details all the time. <laughs> do you ever do that? Everybody's in such a hurry. They're like, how long does how long's the service last? <laughs> say that with me and say it that way. How long does the service last? <laughs> Who cares? What are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> it's the Sabbath is all I was saying. 2-1 in Luke. And it came to pass in those days there went out a decree of Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed. Ask me to preach on it in a little bit and I will. They were taxing people 2,000 years ago and they're still doing it today. Now they're taxing anything that moves. <laughs> Your pickup truck's worth $91,000. <laughs> Look at me. No, it ain't. It's just a bag of nuts and bolts. They act like people, oh man, it's the nicest thing in the world. Eighteen hundred a month, the driver. Look at me. No. Amen. Verse two. <laughs> That's low hanging fruit. There, I had to say something on. <laughs> this taxing was the first when Cornelius was governor over Syria, and all went to be taxed one at his own time. And they keep saying it for three verses in a row. Demi, I got to say something. Because don't you feel like when you're in a tax line, your IQ drops? I'm here to be taxed. <laughs> Boom, next. <laughs> Amen? I'm here to take my flogging. Verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee unto the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, because or which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And it was so, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she would be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. So this is her firstborn son. His name is Jesus. Say that with me. First Jesus. And she's the mother of Jesus, but she's not the mother of God. I'll take a drink. That's like a library or golf clap. We're not really sure if we should applaud. Here's the deal. When in doubt, applaud. <laughs> celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate. Um, she brought forth the so firstborn son, and here's where it gets really juicy. And they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lied him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I wonder, I, I've often, for years and years, I, I've preached this message, I don't know, 20 or 30 times, maybe more. Jesus was born in a cave in a manger 
uh, just barely nothing there, probably to get out of the wind or whatever, no doctors or no nothing there but his mommy and his daddy and some, some animals there. And I believe, I, this, is, this is a new revelation for me today, that he was born there for sure so he could tell you and me, I know how you feel. Rise up with me and we'll bring this thing home. We'll bring it, we'll bring it home because this, this is too juicy to miss this. Now I will ask you to bring the house lights down. Well, Terry, you don't know. My heater broke in my truck. Well, you don't know. Our furnace broke and, uh, and uh, whatever. You know, we got some crisis. Throw it out there, whatever. The roof leaks or whatever. The, you know, the truck didn't start or whatever. It so always sounds like a country song, doesn't it? Dog left. <laughs> Jesus was born in a manger in a cave in the lowliest place in the whole wide world so he could relate to each and every problem that you have been with since birth. He said, I, not, only, not only was I born in a manger in a cave, I was, I was around all the, all the cattle dung. It wasn't climate controlled. And my mommy and daddy don't have a house where we can adjust the water we need, Troy. Now we, we got it, it, it's it's to the point where we try to make everybody happy all the time, and and God love them. And the babies they got car seats, and they got car seats for car seats, and then they got it's everything for a baby. And we should go over the top for babies. I believe that. They're the most precious commodity in the whole wide world and always will be. Amen. I stand for babies. I stand for babies. Well, I'm going to tell it all today. Mary didn't have a baby monitor. A baby monitor? We didn't have a TV. Didn't have a nanny. She was the nanny. She was, she was the carrier of the child for miles and miles and miles. She, she delivered her own child. Steve, watch this class. It ain't no thing when you're in love with Jesus. It ain't no thing. It ain't no thing staying up late. It ain't no thing getting up early when you love Jesus. It, 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 it's not a problem. That's what ought to come out of our mouth because we've seen the way Jesus lived. And then, oh, God, help me deliver this. And then as he grew, he, he remained perfect all through his childhood. And everybody was casting stones at him and, 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 and calling him names and persecuting him. And he never did anything wrong. You know why he did that? For me and for you. I love that. I love it. I'm ate up with Christmas. It's, it's the greatest celebration all over the world. The baby king born in a manger. He knows what it's like not having new shoes. 
He knows what it's like not having new jeans or, you know, only one tunic or whatever it is. He, he did all that and lived that way. And then watch this class. He died in between two thieves. Right in the middle of a mess. So he went from a mess in the manger to a mess on the cross. And I wish somebody could relate to their life. Y'all don't walk in here and, oh, well, we never, we never went through a mess. Yeah, you have. That's why you're in church. You know you couldn't deal with your life, so you had to come to church and give your life to Jesus. Let me finish the story. And your Christmas miracle probably already hit your heart, so you might as well make your way down to the, to the altar. Remember how Mary moved? She was the handmaid. She said, yeah, just let, however it needs to be, God, I'm, I'm in. And I guess she picked Mary because she wasn't worried about being persecuted when she was walking around in town being pregnant with the Christ child. She goes, that don't bother me. I don't care what they say about me. Girl, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Are, are there, are there, we never even talk about Joseph. You know the dudes were cracking on him. Oh, dude, I'd leave her, man. Isn't that what we want to do as human beings if everything don't go our way, Becca? We just want to leave. We, we're in the quick quit club now. Everybody wants to quit. Tell your neighbor, I can't give up now. I'm too far in this thing. I can't give up now. I ain't going to quit. You already went through the hard part. Why quit now? Don't quit on Christmas. Oh, we'll just quit. You can't quit. If you can teach your children not to quit, and I can teach my children not to quit, we're going to have a strong church in a strong country that lifts up the holy name of Jesus. Hey! Oh, I can preach it all day. Shepherds in the field, verse 8, keeping watch over the flock by night, and lo, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them in the glory. Here we go with the Lord coming on them again. They're getting ready to do something supernatural. But when they came on, the, the, the shepherd boys, can you imagine the sky lighting up? Woof! What the heck? Here's what he says, listen. Hold that thought, and the angel said unto him, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ is the Lord, and you shall, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude, heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. I'm going to keep moving, but make sure you that you... Uh, receive mankind with goodwill and good intention. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away and the she uh, them into heaven and the shepherds said to one another, let's now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. So this is why I'm going to leave this story and I'm going to tell you something here.
We were sitting around our, our kitchen table last night, me and my daughter and my wife. And my daughter said, Dad, I, I'm so excited. I think Jesus is coming back quick. And there's no doubt we're watching this prophecy on the, on the Internet. You know, about you guys already know the Euphrates River's dried up and all that kind of stuff. It just keeps, Pastor Mark, it just keeps, prophecy just keeps clicking away and clicking away and clicking away. You don't, you don't want to leave this sanctuary, your kids leave this sanctuary without being born again. I mean, if kids can figure out that Jesus is getting closer, you as adults ought to be able to believe this. And you, and you say, well, why is that, Pastor? Because I know for, cer- for, for certain, Mr. Whaley, God can't leave this place like this. He can't, there's, it's like you going into your kid's bedroom. And you go, oh, no, we can't leave it like this. It's such a mess. Watch this class. Something's got to be done. Billy, and that's why he sent his one and only son, the problem solver, and his name is Jesus. And that's what Christmas is all about. Now I'm just going to pray a simple prayer for you because I'm not sure who's born again. And then right after this, we've got a wonderful uh, testimony for you. Have you been saved? Have you been born again? Well, I was going to, but I ran out of time. I'm too busy right now making money. That's usually what keeps people from coming to Jesus. They got, Cherry, they're, they're making so much money. We ain't got time. Everything's perfect. I don't need Jesus because I got a lot of money. Let me tell you something about your money, sir and ma'am. God don't give a tinker's rip about how much money you got. He's not, he's not impressed. It's all his. He's just allowing you to borrow it and manage it. Don't screw it up. So here's what you do right now. You just lift your hand. So here's a Christmas miracle I was talking about. God's going to save somebody's soul in this sanctuary today. And you just raise your hand right now and say, I am ready to give my life to Jesus today. Just shoot your hand out and say, man, I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to start living for him. And, and I want the Holy Spirit to baptize me so I can walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, act like a Christian, and lead a Christian life. I want Jesus to come into my heart. What a powerful testimony. Give it, getting saved on Jesus' birthday. Wow, that's, that's unbelievable. And here's the last order of business today at this Christmas service. And this is for the saints. I want Jesus to do something big in my life right here and right now at this service. If, if, if you want that or believe that or you can... You can you can handle that. I want you to start making your way down here. I'm not even going to look up. I'm just going to start praying for all those, all those people who start making their way down here. And let me tell you something. Don't pass up this opportunity. The Bible's very clear. Faith without deeds is dead. You can tell everybody you got all kinds of faith, but unless you put any action into it, it's nothing more than just a bunch of lip service. Well, I'll get to them later, Burger. I'm busy right now. BC, we'll come back later. We'll be there later. 
Here we are. This is later. Remember last week when you said you told yourself, I'll do it later, Ritter. I'll come later. Here's the deal. When you start looking at your age, you go, man, later's now. It's getting later. It's okay. God can fix it. Aren't you glad God can fix this dang thing? I'm going to tell you what. We're going to pray right now, so be ready. And I want somebody having their hand on everybody's back so they're prayed for. We're going to pray this. I'm going to believe for a miracle in this church. I'm going to believe for a miracle. Barb, would you put your hands on our visitors right there? They're back. Just pray for them right there. Thank you. Just pray for them. And if you believe it, it's going to happen, you can just go ahead and whisper to your neighbor, I think something's going to happen today. I think, I think this is going to happen. There's no, way, there's no way Pastor Pat could prepackage this one. You can't, you can't dream stuff up like this, Pastor Jay. You just, you just let the Holy Spirit speak through you. So we're all going to pray together in the name of Jesus. Father God, today we're praying for a Christmas miracle. We're praying for a healing in our physical bodies. We're praying for healing in our spiritual bodies. We're praying for relationship issues. We're praying for the bad ones to leave and the good ones to start growing. Oh, Lord, I'm there. Lord, that I want to I wanna be a, a faithful member of the kingdom of God. I want God to heal my kids. Church, I want God to heal my grandkids. And then I want his protective hand to be on them wherever they go, here and out yonder. And then we end like this. I believe and I receive on this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.